Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Experience the trip of a lifetime with history travel. Explore unique places inspired by the most fascinating events and people of the past with world-renowned historians and local experts as your guide. Go to HistoryTravel.com and sign up today to receive $500 off per person on international trips and $250 off on domestic trips by using promo code PODCAST23 in the special request section of your booking. History Travel is created and managed by Academic Travel Abroad. Offers cannot be combined with other savings. Hey listeners, I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, Join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon, and scholarships are available. Check out MagicalMysteryCamp.com slash HelpingFriendly to learn more. Hey, this is Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters, and this podcast is part of the Osiris podcast family. Osiris is a growing community of music and culture podcasts connecting music fans with conversation, commentary, and music. Osiris works in partnership with Relics. Check them out for all kinds of new music, news, and information. Osiris.
Hi, friends. This is uh, the Helping Friendly Podcast. We're doing the quick hit from last night's show, which was August 8th, 2018, at the BB&T Pavilion in Camden, otherwise known as Camden. Uh, and I'm here with Chris. Chris Weaver, what's up, man? How are you? Good. How you doing, Brad? Good. Thanks for joining us and taking the time. I know you did uh, both nights, so you uh, you feeling fresh this morning or what? <laughs> uh, I don't know about fresh, but I'm, I'm here. <laughs> Uh, good, yeah, did, good. did both nights, and uh, first of all, thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course, of course. It. But uh, yeah, it was a good time. It was you know, it was interesting to go back to Camden after going to the Man for a few years there. Yeah. But uh, I thought it, I thought that I thought last night was a really good show, a lot of fun, uh, and there just seemed to be a better buzz in the air, if you will, yeah. compared to Tuesday night. Like we showed up, and you could just kind of sense it in the parking lots that it felt yeah. like people had settled in and kind of had the lay of the land. And, felt the like a little bit uh, better energy, you know. It was, uh, yeah. and then that carried over into the show. So tell me, what uh, the what do you prefer, the man or, or Camden? Well, I mean, I prefer the man in short uh, because it's just a better setup, a smaller venue, and right. the lot situation is cooler. But I, I live a lot closer to uh, Camden, so it, okay. you know, it's such a close, it's such a close ride, and I mean, I like the. Uh, the notion that more people can get into the show to catch the show. So, you know, it's got some pros and cons, but, uh, you know, if I had it my way, I'd prefer the man, but I got no problems camping in the end. Yeah. You wonder how they, how they choose what venue to go to and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, out, out in the West here, they've been to the forum, you know, geez, I don't know, five years, six years now. Um, and it's indoors in California. It seems kind of silly, but there's gotta be some sort of obviously business and (laughs) contracts and all that kind of crap. So, yeah. And for what it's worth, I like the summer indoor shows, you know, I, I sort of yeah. prefer those in the end arena shows. So, you know, I was yeah. like that in Chicago when you're at UIC. So I, I like, I like doing that too. Beautiful. Uh, UIC is awesome. And yeah, I, I agree with, you know, the, the San Francisco shows that Bill Graham were just incredible too, cause they're indoors. And, um, I, I definitely prefer indoors compared to outdoors, which I don't think is a unique, <laughs> unique position. But um, all right, let's well, talk about. I was going to say, and one of the things you know, talking about that going to last night was, I mean, it was sweltering hot there, and there was yeah. just no breeze to be had. And I was in the pit the first night, and uh, I sort of had enough of that. It was so hot and so packed, and you really couldn't get back in there if you left. So I ended up just kind of going to seats. But last night we had great seats, but it was still just just really hot. But yeah, you know, thankfully they deliver a really cool show, and that's the word I kept using last night. My wife came; it was her first show in, in like uh, nine years. Oh, cool. And like three songs in, I was like, "This just feels like a cool show. Like they're settled in, and they have a grip on what they're trying to do." And I've been listening to some of the tour along the way, and they, you know, I think they're they're playing really well together right now, like really rock solid. Mm-hmm. And we're cooking coming in, and I think last night, you know, they delivered a really fun, cool show. I don't know if it's going to go down in, you know, war, but I thought it <laughs> held up really well from beginning to end, basically. There was not a lot of dragging in the show, and and uh, I thought Trey, you know, I've, I've heard so much about his new tone and his, and, his, uh, and his rig and the changes he made along the way on this tour. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple moments where I was like, I could, he, I, you know, I'm telling myself, I think I hear what, he, what he's trying to get to now, you know, and yeah. a couple things that come to mind from last night. 
uh, I thought the theme from the bottom was excellent. I don't nice. know if it's going to get that much love, but it was one of the best I can remember seeing. And a lot of yeah. it was because of Trey. I mean, his solo at the end sounded just tremendous. I remember uh, Twitter last night was a buzz after the theme was over saying it was a, a really great version. And it was only four songs in. So you're right. They, they caught their stride really early last night. Yeah, they did. And, and I'm thinking, you know, they open with the moment dance. I don't know that I've seen that as an opener. I'm not sure they've done it too many times. And I was yeah. like, okay. And, you know, again, my wife hadn't seen him in a while and she knows, she knows that song and loves it. So we were, we were, we were in the right spot at the right time. And I, you know, to, and, and the band seemed to be in the same spot. And then that second, or that first set rather, I thought that everything's right to end the set was really good. I had, I'd only seen it one at a time. And, uh, in, in that sort of, you know, I'd say that first set felt like a cool set. That's the word I kept using. And then mm-hmm. the second set sort of started that way with the Julius, and they were sort of in that same comfortable, cool spot. And then they went into Carini, and uh, the set just got a lot darker after that. And I mean, in the best kind of way, you know. Right. Right. And uh, I've been I've been looking forward to set your soul free. I'd I'd seen the one they posted, which I guess was from Tahoe, and uh, I was really I was I was really hoping to see that, and I was excited to see it and thought it was really good. I, I mean, I guess you saw the one at, at Bill Graham, right? Right. Yeah. They opened the second set. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was so a, it's I, a great I song. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really fun. It's probably my new, my favorite new song since Mercury. I'd say it's. I liked it quite a bit. I like Mercury too. That's good to hear. So um, let's talk a little bit more about the first set. I, I you know, I don't want to backtrack, but there's a, there was some no, second set songs that were kind of in there. You know, everything's right. Kind of a opener or closer. It seems that's where it, it is. Um, but there was a steam in the first set, which is really cool. Um, and then the undermine, I guess, can kind of be both places. Uh, Moma Dance and Free could be both places. So they seem to be mixing it up as far as, uh, you know, placement of songs, openers, you know, a set to Julius opener. That's usually a closer as far as I'm concerned. And um, right. They, they, so maybe they're comfortable. I agree that I like that Trey is kind of finding his way. Obviously, he spent all uh, the first of this year playing with the rig and the new tones and stuff uh, with Tab, but uh, it seems that he's uh, getting more comfortable as well, I guess. Uh, did, did, you, did you get that from last night? I think that's what you said. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I'm, I'm trying to remember that there were two specific moments in the second set, mm-hmm. and I even went back and listened to a little bit this morning, and I was trying to pinpoint him again. And I want to say it was in the wingsuit solo and then again in his waist solo, like, it just seemed like, you know, and I, I don't know if you've heard the interview that he recently gave, you know, the Ask Trey interview that he did with oh, the right. great Ari Fink, but I listened to, the, you know, those interviews and him, him talking about sort of pushing, you know, pushing the equipment, pushing the tubes in the amp and like pushing it to get the best sound you can out of the equipment. Right. And that's what came to mind during those two solos, the wingsuit and the waist. Like he just had it. It just felt like to me that he had achieved what he was setting out to do in, in words you know what he said he was trying right. to do i was sort of hearing it sonically in those two moments and and i thought they were really good versions of the songs uh especially the wingsuit i mean i felt like he almost brought it around for another for another you know whatever another measure of solo and wingsuit and mm-hmm. uh i thought it was i thought it was great and then you know you know not to jump ahead too far but then the split no, up and out like i said earlier that second set just sort of it went from that cool settled in to a lot darker with the Torini and and even the synth and subtle sound sort of had a darker feel throughout. And then yeah, that had melt the, had the uh, beginning too. They, you know, the beginning piece that that I hear people, you know, that's right, agree that it was pretty pretty much nailed. 
which I haven't, you know, I don't remember. Would you know the last time they did the intro? I was trying to find out. I think out. it was at I the man, wasn't it? I think it was at the man it, in, in 15. Yeah, I've seen one there. I couldn't that's remember what, if it had the beginning or not, you know? That's what comes to mind. But I, I know yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I remember the one they did in Camden 2003. Everybody made a big deal about Summer 03. Everybody liked that one. So that I have a feeling that's yeah. one of the reasons, you know, they, they brought it back out at, at Camden. This is sort of a hat tip to that so, one that's gotten a lot yeah. of praise. They did it at Super Bowl, and then they did it at the Man, and then last night. So, uh, yeah, the last three. Okay, so, great. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. So, and yeah, I've seen them, you know, obviously doing just the ending. I saw that in Chicago last summer, and I'm probably somewhere else, maybe uh, maybe at uh, MSG. But yeah, it was really interesting. As soon as I started hitting the, the beginning of that, I was, you know, I was sort of fish playing it to my wife, like, oh, this is cool. They don't, <laughs> they don't really play this intro anymore, you know? Right, right. She, to her credit, she, she put up with me last night. So that was Yeah, great. she rolled her eyes, I'm sure, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she, and I'll tell you this, she had a blast. You know, that, like I said, the Good. first time she'd been since the, the 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 Philly run and and she thought the energy was great and the band sounded good so as sort of an outsider it was neat to get her perspective you know on the show absolutely it's it's fun so the other thing that uh, Jonathan from from the Helping Friendly podcast mentioned was uh, also the Broke Down podcast uh, throw that in there um, he uh, you know he was talking about the the solid fourth quarter you know that uh, the waste and the split open and the, and the zero. Um, finish strongly along with the high energy Susie for an encore. Yeah. The, and like I said, the melt, I mean, it, it, I'm trying, I, I've been trying to come up with the right words for it. But <laughs> I really don't have it except to say it, it was, it just kept, um, it, it's like the, it's like the wheels were shaking on the machine, but they never came off. And again, I mean that in the okay. best way, like right. it's almost like how far can we push it and just, and still keep it together. Cause it yeah. just felt like, I mean, it was sort of, it, it was like, you know, Maybe driving like at night melted. without the headlights on. Yeah, something yeah. like that, you know. Right. <laughs> and, and it was like just kept melting farther and farther down. And I, I thought it was a really psychedelic and uh, dark version, and thought they were going to end the set. So I was pretty surprised when they ripped right into the into the zero. And I didn't even pick up on the flashlight teaser that, that I saw written on the uh, set list this morning. Like, right, uh, you know, to back check the first set, I did hear when they were playing Steam. I noticed the apostrophe tease right away. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. his tone was just right there for it, and I almost sensed it coming. But yeah, I didn't pick up oh, on cool. the flashlight in the character zero. But it was it was a rocking zero in the set. It's probably because you're just rocking too hard, right? <laughs> sweating, <laughs> yeah, it, sweating it out, that- right? That's still one of those songs that no matter how many times I hear it and yep. the crowd, it, it's just, it, it creates as much energy in the room as any song they have, I think. So I, I'm one of these people that could hear it basically every show just to see how much fun and the energy it creates for the, for the fans, you know? Yeah, the, the lights, you know it's a closer. You know you got to finish with a, with a bang. So I agree, it's, it's always fun. So uh, what else? I mean, between the two runs, I, we've already reviewed last night, but there were a few moments – I mean, two nights ago on Tuesday. There were a few moments on Tuesday that I like the sound. I like kind of Paige and Trey combining. Um, you know, specifically, uh, I'm thinking of like maybe this first set. Let me take a look. Sorry. should know this. Um, yeah, so, you know, the No Man's I thought had some nice points in it, some – some nice. Oh yeah, really good uh, nomads. Yeah, yeah, and then the forty six days was totally different. Um, do you think uh, they got there more often, or was it just a totally different show last night? It, it's kind of hard. I, I couldn't put my finger on it. Leaving Tuesday night show, like I, mm-hmm. I was with a guy who'd only been to a couple shows, and he's like, "Well, what did you think? What did you think?" And I said, "It's funny. Like I, I didn't just, I just didn't have a, 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 I couldn't put my finger on the show, and I can't put my finger on why 
I couldn't figure it out, you know? And it's not right. that it was like a bad show. I mean, it had a lot of really good moments in it, but it just didn't really have like an identity. Like last night seemed to just have a feel and a distinction that I thought Tuesday just sort of lacked. And, and it's like, it's just one of those things. It's nobody's fault. And I don't even really know why, but I just thought, you know, Tuesday definitely had moments. I thought the no man's was really good. And I, I'm all, I always love seeing Wilson, obviously. And, I thought, uh, and I've been chasing a Bowie for like 20 shows, and it's probably been three years since I've seen a Bowie, so I oh, love nice. that. And I thought the yeah. mics was, was excellent mics, you know, one of the better ones I can remember in the last, you know, since in 3.0. So, no, it, I, I have no complaints about Tuesday. It just didn't quite have, you know, the distinct feel that I thought last night just felt a little more, you know, put together, and people have different yeah phrases for that you know and it just felt like last night had a little bit better flow to it and and it just felt like they had it figured out a little bit more and i think the, the fans did too like i said we showed up to the lot and it, it felt different right away and mm-hmm. you know I, there's something to that that the band i think settles in the crowd settles in and by night two it was you know they, they figured it out good good so Night one wasn't as bad as people say, but night two is definitely better, <laughs> right? I mean, I think that's a pretty yeah, good... Yeah, I guess so. Right, right. I haven't seen a lot of feedback, to be honest. I wasn't sure what people were saying good. about night one, but yeah. but uh, I, I, that doesn't surprise me to hear that is the easiest way to put it. Well, and it's always, I mean, you know, it's always to criticize when you're not there. Easy to criticize when you're not there. So um, that's why we like to talk to people who are there. The energy is obviously different, um, especially when you're underneath the roof, Um but right, you know, did you? So was the lawn full? Was it? You think it was sold out, or do you have any idea about that? I'll say this: I didn't notice the first night. I didn't. I didn't do as much looking around. Last night I did, and and it looked really full of the lawn. I was, in fact, nice. I was kind of surprised because you know that's a big venue. I think it was like twenty five now. I'm not even sure, but it's 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 okay. really big. And so I was curious to see how the lawn would fill out, and uh, it looked pretty full from where I was. Now I didn't go up into the lawn to, to check it out. But I was, I thought it was pretty packed because we, we'd heard that the other lots weren't as full as Tuesday night, for example. And so okay. I was like, huh, maybe there'll be less people, you know, but, but mm-hmm. there, I don't think there was less last night. You know, yeah. I, like I said, no sense of really night two of, of what the crowd, how big it was the first night, but it was definitely packed last night. Good. Good to hear. So you're on your way to, um, uh, Merriweather, right? This weekend. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, I'm gonna nice. I'm skipping Raleigh. I talked to a lot of people. A lot of people, are, you know, didn't want to have to make the nine hour drive from Camden to Raleigh. So I kind of got the feeling that you know they might they might you know try to hurt us on Friday for not going. But yeah, I'll be going <laughs> to Saturday at Merriweather. Looks like I'm going to Sunday as well. I'm still trying to lock up a ticket, but I, I'll probably be there at those two. And, and looking forward to you know seeing the end of the tour. And I think it's been a really fun tour. And I, I think uh, I like what Trey's been doing with his sound. And I I feel like they. They're playing well. I wish I could go to Curveball because I'm sure they're going to, you know, bring it all home just like they did yeah. at uh, Magna Ball a couple of years ago. Right. So I right. uh, wish I could make it, but I got to end it at Merriweather, but I'm looking forward to it. Well, they'll, uh, people can hit you up at, at Weaver NFLF on Twitter, especially for a Sunday ticket. I'm sure you'll find one. Everybody who wants to get in will get in. That's what, <laughs> that's what we like to say. So, um, you got yeah, it. It's a little weird, I guess, I, to mention the, the travel, Raleigh, you know, and then back up to Merriweather, but um again i'm sure there's contracts and money involved obviously so um hopefully raleigh will be when we get the free and we get the free webcast from raleigh so i might i might have to check that out too but i I don't like to spoil too many surprises for my for the next night but uh you know it's good for them to put that out there for everybody and especially as east coasters i can't stay up late enough to watch the free webcast when they do them out west so yeah glad they're they're putting out an east coaster too for us 
<laughs> that's yeah they, they 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 know we appreciate it uh and Meriwether I think is sold out I heard uh yesterday I saw that so uh but again you'll get a ticket no worries um so Chris thanks a lot man I appreciate it I know uh, you got a busy day so thanks for taking the time um as always uh thanks for everybody for listening uh, to the quick hit from August 8th, 2018. And Chris, you got to leave us with, um, a little, a little clip that you want us to tack on the end here. A highlight from last night. Uh, that's a good, that's a good one. I, I'm going to say going through the, the stuff I heard this morning, I'm probably going to recommend, uh, uh, the theme. I, I like that. I thought Trey solo and theme really jumped out at me. And cool. I, I think that's a good one to, uh, replay for everybody i'm sure everybody wants to dig into the second set but uh right. love to hear a little of that theme one more time and thanks All again right. for having me brad keep up the great yeah that's work, a, that's a uh, great call we'll, we'll play that on there and yeah thanks again and uh hopefully uh you'll, you'll get to catch rj and matt and jonathan at merriweather and uh, have a have a good drive drive sorry travel safely and uh have a good drive all right sounds good thanks brad thanks chris yep what is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard. 